the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on 860 AM, The Answer. The show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial market, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown. My two co-hosts, Mark Honf and Nam Fon, are off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate given away during the show. That certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. Uh, today's trivia theme is miscellaneous trivia. Uh, now, today we do have a special guest, Isabel Garino-Smith, and she's going to discuss residential assisted living. I'll give you a little background here. Uh, she's a graduate of Arizona State University, a former flight attendant. And uh, I'll just kind of finish wrapping this part up here. She's been featured in many magazines and articles on the topic of senior housing and most recently was given the title of one of the top influencers in senior housing. Uh, Isabel, welcome to The Best of Investing. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate you having me here. I'm excited right. to be. So now, now, first of all, what is the name of your company? Residential Assisted Living Academy. Simple enough. Okay. <laughs> and what do you guys do? Because we, we have a list of great questions to ask you, but uh, just give us a little background. What, what actually do you do? Yeah, we teach and train investors and entrepreneurs how to start, own, and operate residential assisted living homes for seniors. So that's okay. what we do ourselves, and then we teach others how to do it as well. Okay, so first thing I'm thinking is guys like me, we're uh, in the baby boomers. Uh, fortunately, I don't need assisted living right now. No um, but, but the thing is, I, I would think that that would be a growing segment of the economy because as people get older and maybe they get a little bit infirmed uh, as much as we love our parents. We don't necessarily want them living with us. Mm -hmm. uh, and I assume these assisted living places are not like where someone comes into your home. There are special places where you, you, uh, invite your parents to go to, so to speak. <laughs> or if I really like it myself, and even if I don't need it, maybe I'll go anyway, you know? <laughs> there you go. Yes, yes. There's separate homes. It's not a caregiver coming to live with you. And you're right on the money is that the baby boomers are not in assisted living yet right? It's the silent generation. There's about 44 million of them, but there's 76 million in the baby boomer generation. So we're about 10, 20, even 30 years out from the baby boomers needing assisted living. Um, but when they're ready, this is the silver tsunami of seniors. They're coming and we cannot stop it. So massive need ahead. Especially since people are living longer yeah. you have, because it's not a nursing home. No. Um, well, who would be the ideal candidate? 
The main person who lives in the home is an 85-year-old woman. That's mostly what we're seeing. They usually need help with three to five ADLs or activities of daily living by the time that they need to move in. So that means getting up out of bed, brushing your hair and teeth, taking your medication, going to the bathroom, bathing, eating, really anything that we do as we go about our normal day-to-day life. When a senior needs help with usually three to five of those, it's time to move into a system. You know, I don't necessarily need help with that, but I like it though. You know, I mean, someone to brush my hair for me and help me get dressed in the morning. That sounds yeah. pretty good. Lay That's on my good clothes. For you. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I, I was, we were just watching uh, uh, the Gilded Age um, yeah. uh, series, and you know, the, the rich people they have these people, you know, help them get dressed in their various uh, outfits yeah. and stuff like that. So, and then doing all the cooking and clean, cleaning. Um, do the assisted living? I, I guess they they figure out all the food stuff too, don't they? Yep. It's three meals a day. I mean, if they want snacks, it's whatever they want because it's a residential home, a single family home, not a big commercial facility like we're used to thinking when we think of assisted living. So they have access to the kitchen whenever they want. Uh, is it, uh, it's not just for that one person though. They probably, you've got to have a number of people probably in there, but it's Correct. limited. Correct. What's the maximum? In, are you in California? Yeah. So your number was six for a long time, but about four months ago, they changed it to 10. Every state varies somewhere between six and 16. So I'm in Arizona. We're allowed to have 10 here, Illinois, New Jersey, Kansas, Texas. Those are all 16. Um, I don't know every state offhand, but it always ranges between six and 16. So just because I say single family doesn't mean a three bed, two bath. I live in a single family and it's six bedrooms, five baths, you know, but it's still a single family home. So that would work perfect in California for six residents, a six, five or something like that. You know, the thing that's kind of neat about that, that number, anywhere from six to 16, 16 seems kind of a lot, but you know, I got to think that, you know, if I'm an 85 year old woman, you know, I don't want to be lonely, Mm -hmm. uh, but I don't want so much chaos either. So, you know, you probably can get to know these people and um, I mean, cause they're all going to be strangers when most, for the most part. Right. Yeah. When they first move in, they, none of them really know each other. And then yeah. they do form friendships, but it is that great in between instead of that commercial facility with a hundred to 300 yeah. other residents that can be overwhelming for a more introverted senior, but maybe staying at home doesn't give them enough interaction. So this is kind of that perfect in between. Do you get a, a husband and wife team sometimes to not team, but husband and wife, or, or is it usually single? I think it'd be usually single people. In 10 years in business with three homes, we've had one husband and wife couple who was in together. More than likely it's because one of the partners has passed. And then the other yeah. one, the family starts to say, Whoa, I didn't know their health had declined this much. And it's because yeah. usually couples supplement one another. So you don't notice it as much one goes and the other one, all of a sudden in the adult children, eyes, it looks like, oh man, their health is failing, you know, but it's, it's not that bad. It's just, you didn't see it before in the same way. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to cut to our first commercial break. You're doing, you're doing just fine. Just doing fine. <laughs> very interesting stuff. Cause again, now my, my parents passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, you know, eventually there might be a situation. I mean, my, I tease that my daughter's already picked out my wheelchair. So, all right. Uh, here we go. Here's our first trivia question. What American Revolution spy is the official state hero of Connecticut. 
That's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate, which by the way is worth over $100. What American Revolution spy is the official state hero of Connecticut? All right, stay with us. The Best of Investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Again, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with our special guest, Isabel Garino-Smith. Uh, first trivia question, what American Revolution spy is the official state hero of Connecticut? You, have, you can answer if you know, Isabel. No idea. I, I need Google for this one. I got to cheat. Who was the one who said, give me liberty or give me death? Wasn't that Nathan Hale? I think. Okay, well, that's there. It is. That's that's our uh, that's our answer. Okay, Nathan Nathan Hill. Okay, all right. So uh, next, let's uh, let's move on to some of the questions here. Um, okay, so we already asked. Basically, we went through exactly what is assisted living, um, and how is it different than a nursing home? Yeah, so a nursing home is like doctors, IVs, gurneys, right? It's medical attention that the seniors need by that point, and so assisted living they are licensed to care for certain levels of care, right? Like we yeah. talked about helping with those activities of daily living, passing medication, feeding, bathing, you know, helping them get up and move around and, and live a, a, a good life, but they're not there to give them medical attention. And so that's the biggest difference between a nursing home and an assisted living. So it's, I got to think that the costs are going to be a lot less since you don't need a, a doctor on site. So what would be the, and again, I know it's going to be different California versus let's say Kansas where real estate's a lot more expensive in, in California. Uh, maybe you've got a couple of the, those statistics, like uh, typically what is the cost for uh, an, let's say you will take that 85 year old woman uh, to go into assisted led living California and in Kansas. So the national average is $4,500 per month per person. California is not too far above that. It's about fifty-one twenty-five, oh, And awesome. actually, Kansas is very expensive. It's funny. Oh, okay. that state, <laughs> but there's other states that are a lot lower. Like I, I know offhand, like Waco, Texas is like $2,500 a month. Not Texas, but Waco for Waco, some yeah. reason. Why? So why uh, is it in Kansas? Is it just the supply and demand? There's just not, there's just not enough houses that fit that ca category? It could be something like that. It could be just lack of, of beds out there. I don't know the exact reason in Kansas, but to find that number in any area, you could go to genworth.com forward slash cost of care. On that website, you could type in where you live and it will give you any city's data, their average number. And the cool thing about it is my mom's not going to need this for another 25, 30 years. So I can bump the, the little toggle button up and see how much it's produced projected to increase. It's gone up 79% over the last 10 years. And like we talked about earlier with the doubling amount of seniors that are about to come, we can only assume it's going to continue to rapidly increase as yeah. the supply and demand continue to be completely out of whack. Yeah. Cause especially like in California, there's so many restrictions on, on housing 
mm-hmm. that uh, as people live longer, I mean, I, I could see there just being a lot larger demand for that. Yeah. Now, what about all the, you know, the very, uh, again, back to that, like, because the thing is, you're, you come from the standpoint also uh, of an investor, right? Yeah. You put, you put these together. So, you know, with the permit process and the, you know, there's so many restrictions and the insurance, I got to think, is going to be pretty expensive. You know, somebody trips and falls, blah, blah, blah. And then you also have the cost of uh, employees of the of of the assisted living house. So uh, if you have, let's say, six people, uh, mm-hmm. elderly people, how many attendants do you need? So we like to do a four to one or a five to one resident to caregiver ratio in a big box facility. Their rates are 15 to one or 20 to one. So our level of care is vastly bigger and greater and, and the seniors get significantly more attention. On the note of liability, it's about a dollar or two per day per resident. It's really a line item. It's a line item, but it's important to have it. (laughs) Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to protect the staff and the residents. And uh, did you say the attendants, uh, they cook for them also? Because you said there's three meals a day, so they actually do the cooking for them. Unless you have a higher end home. So like of my three homes, one's kind of a level three, then a level four, then a level five, the level five, we have a private chef. So it just depends. People are paying almost $9,000 a month to live there. So a private chef makes sense, but in a home where they're paying four grand, it's more than likely the caregivers who are doing all of that work. Okay. And do they basically just say today it's going to be oatmeal (laughs) or, or, no, the menus have to be approved and scheduled. You have to submit them to the state to make sure that they follow all of the health and safety, you know, rules and regs and the seniors getting enough nutrition and, you know, sure. vitamins and things like that. So everything's submitted early on the whole month's worth of schedule. But do the seniors have input? You know, I, I yeah, like- so when a senior moves in, that's one of the first questions we ask them is gotcha. what food do you love? And we'll add it right away to the menu. So you can do things like that. Especially nowadays with people, you know, everyone seems to be having some kind of allergy, you know, peanut, uh, you know, I mean, I I guess that's got to be kind of a thing that, you know, I'm allergic to peanuts. So you can't have me in any kind of facility that, you know, has peanuts or something in it. It's very interesting because you have to remember who's in assisted living right now. They're called the silent generation for a reason. They don't complain. <laughs> they don't. They Those are don't our favorite patients. <laughs> keto or gluten free or vegetarian. No, daughter Judy does, right? The yeah. adult child who takes care of mom or dad and is paying for mom or dad. She is gluten intolerant and vegan and all those things. But mom, no, she's like, give me the cake and my Dr. Pepper. Like this is, you I mean, we're, 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 we're going to knock two days off of her life. (laughs) It's very different, but I, I assume in the future years with the baby boomers coming and then gen X and millennials, it's going to be primarily focused on, uh, holistic living homes and wellness homes. People are really going to seek after that and love that. So creating a niche home, a home that focuses on a certain culture, religion, ethnicity, uh, mm. food group, people are going to die for that. They're going to love it. They're going to love oh, yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. And then uh, are there, enter- there must be like movie nights and, and other entertainment type things. 
We definitely do activities within the home because we do have to keep up with the big boxes. You know, they have whole dance halls and movie theaters. And in some of our homes that are more luxurious, we do also have gyms and movie theaters and things like that. But we do offer an array of entertainment, whether it's pet therapy, senior yoga, you know, different karaoke night and whatever they want to do. We're always adding in activities to keep the brain, the mind, the body active. Okay. And um, when we get back, I want to get into, since this is the best of investing, uh, we do want to find out, like get into the real numbers, uh, yeah. you know, because you're, you're an, uh, you're an operator, yeah. uh, right. But then you're also like a promoter of uh, putting these together for investors, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. All right. So we're going to go to our second trivia question. Uh, now you had to have seen the movie in order to get this question. Okay. Who plays Ashley Judd's parole officer in the 1999 movie double jeopardy now, if you haven't seen the movie that's it's going to be tough but it's a really kind of a cool movie uh called double jeopardy uh who plays ashley judd's parole officer uh he's very well known uh does he does a lot of character actor uh type thing so anyway that's our trivia question call 888-912-1190 first caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate which again is worth over a hundred dollars and it is transferable so you can kind of give it away as a gift to re-gift it to somebody all right stay with us the best of investing we'll be right back you're listening to the best of investing with your host edward brown for more information visit bestofinvesting.com more in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Edward Brown along with Isabel Garino-Smith, uh, our special guest. All right, so tri- second trivia question. Who plays Ashley Judge parole officer in the 1999 movie Double Jeopardy? The only person I remember in that movie is Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. It's him. <laughs> yes. Very good. So you did see the movie. Yeah, but I don't oh, remember. Oh, okay. Because during the break, it sounded like you didn't think you knew the answer. I don't remember so, so it. Far, you're 500. Not bad. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So we have uh, Isabel Garino-Smith, who is, um, I'll call you an expert. How's that? In assistant living. So, you're you're out there pretty much promoting this as a uh, potential investment to mm-hmm. to the public. Um, so, how much money can you make? I mean, what, what's the process? Give us the break down the numbers for us. Yeah. So, if you had an average uh, home, right, a level three, we'll call it in our world home, where you're charging that national average of forty five hundred dollars per month per person, and in California right now, you're allowed to have ten in a home. In Arizona, I'm allowed to have ten, so we'll use ten for easy math. Okay, it's a little over half a million dollars a year in gross income. Okay. Yeah, bringing in about 45000 a month, right? Yeah. There's about thirty k a month in expenses, all in for activities, for your caregivers, baking and vacancies, liability insurance, the food, the, the you name it, all in about thirty k, And then the debt service, maybe not in California, but definitely in Arizona, you could get a pretty nice home for five grand a month. That's leaving us with $10,000 of monthly net or a hundred. Well, well, you know what? Instead of looking at the 5,000, because you said uh, the interest carry, the way you kind of have to look at these as uh, as net operating income. So uh, assuming you just pay cash for the house, 
because you're financing depending upon what interest rate, uh, you know, 15 year loan, 30 year loan, uh, you know, you're going to get a better rate, blah, 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 blah. So uh, assuming you could buy a house, uh, let's say in, in, in the national average, like you said, in in, um, in Arizona, you still can have 10 people, right? Uh-huh. Okay. So and you and is it still around the 4500 a month per person? That's a very very average home. Yes. Average home. Okay. So uh your your gross is roughly 500. Well, you said uh 4500 45,000 a month. 45,000 a month and your expenses are 30 30 a month. Okay, your so you're 15. Service. Okay, so yeah. you're going to net 180,000 a year. If you didn't owe on the home. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah, just, just that's the way generally I look at investments because, yeah, whether you pay cash or whether you put 10% down or 90% down, I mean, that part's irrelevant. You have to just look at cash. So yeah. Yeah, 180000 a year, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, even if you even if it costs you a million eight to buy a house, that's a 10% rate of return. Yep. That's pretty, that's pretty good. And then, and like, you know, depending upon where you buy, I mean, even in California, you, you might be able to de- get a decent house for a million eight. So yeah. um, generally how much of the houses that you uh, see to get that kind of income? How much is the house? Yeah. And I know totally. it varies whether you're in Kansas yeah. or wherever, but um, well, let's put it this way. What kind of rate of returns are you seeing on, on your assisted living investments? Yeah, it's it's tough because it does range incredibly. I have students yeah. who are all in for 300k and some who are in for 3 million, but most of them are are including the real estate in in the math that they're doing in their head. Sure. So they're, you know, not it, it it really 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 ranges. There's also four ways to get into this which completely change the dynamics as well. Are you going to lease the home from someone who owns it, right? So you don't even own the real estate. You're just paying them for the lease and operating the business. Are you going to buy an existing one? There's 3000 of these in California right now. So purchasing the real estate and the business up and running day one, single family, buying one, converting it, making it become the carrying costs, which is kind of what we've been talking about or or fourth, buying land, building a custom home from the ground up. So all of those have completely different pay ranges. And then depending on what state they're in, and then depending on, are you using your own money, other people's money? But but the 180,000 doesn't change, right? Well, it would change. It would change based on how much you're getting from each resident, how many residents you have. But, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm saying whether you leased it a house from somebody or whether you bought land and built such and such. In theory, whatever you do, you're still going to get 180 thousand after expenses. More or less. More, more or less. And I understand everything's going to be a little, you know, changing a little bit. So, how do you find the in the, if you have, let's say, 10, or let's make it simple. Let's say you actually have eight residences. Uh, well, those, we'll go back to the 10 because that's what we're, we're looking. And so you generally would have two uh, uh, attendants, right? Five, two, one during the day, maybe one at night. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They can't work 24 hours a day. And, and yet you need somebody there 24 hours just in case something happens. So you're, you're basically talking about three full-time people. Yeah. And then they're going to do shift work because they're like a nurse working an eight, 10 or 12 hour shift. So they only work for you three or four days a week. And then maybe one of your other homes, three or four days a week. So you can share those. Okay. And how, um, uh, how much these people generally get paid? 
couple dollars more than minimum wage. Okay. Uh, is that, that's kind of hard to find, isn't it? Um, I mean, it depends on where you're at. Yeah, 80% of this industry is run by immigrants from other countries. So it really just depends. A lot of them were doctors or nurses in their homeland. And then they came over here and that didn't translate. But they still have a heart for geriatrics and they really do want to help people. And so this is a good opportunity for them to be able to get that heart side of it and, you know, make way more money than they would be making in the Philippines or Romania or wherever. Oh, yeah, no, that's for sure. Okay, tell you what, well, we're going to cut to another break. When we come back, um, we'll see how you can uh, help the uh, the public here if they're interested. Okay, third trivia question. What kind of cheese is most commonly sold in the U.S. as processed string cheese? What cheese, basically, string cheese, what kind of cheese is that? Okay, that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190. First caller with the correct answer wins that tanning certificate. And don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on today's topic, call Edward Brown directly at 888-912-1190. The best of investing will continue in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. Now, back to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown on 860 AM, The Answer. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with our special guest, Isabel Garino-Smith. Um... So, Isabel, uh, let's see if you know the answer to this. What kind of cheese is most commonly sold in the U.S. as processed uh, string cheese? I would say mozzarella. Mozzarella! Yes, you are two for three. Good job. Okay. So now, um, Isabel, you're uh, you're quite knowledgeable in this assisted living. Uh, What kind of rules and regulations are there? Yeah, lots of rules and regs. Every state has their own set of rules and regulations, but it really, they they kind of all are the same nationwide. They just vary a little bit by state to state. What I mean by that is every state has a distance rule, meaning your assisted living home can't be more than one mile from the next one. And the next state says 200 feet. And the next state says three miles with bird's eye view. So it's the same rule, a distance rule. It's just every state has their own interpretation of what that means. What, what's the theory behind limiting it? We don't want an entire neighborhood full of group homes, just like they don't want an entire neighborhood full of Airbnbs. Interesting. Very interesting. Okay. And then uh, where do people, um, you know, I mean, it sounds like a fairly decent investment. I guess the one thing is you have to make sure that you get the right attendance. Yes. And then how do you advertise for us, the, the uh, uh, people who are going to be paying the money? <laughs> Oh, to to market to the seniors. Uh So there's an entire industry of people called placement agents. So when your loved one falls and breaks their hip or needs assisted living, you basically go to this placement agent and say, this is the location, the price point, the amenities I'm looking for. And they pass out the business cards that best suit your needs. If you choose one of those homes, long story short, you pay that placement agent a half of the first month's rent, um, or some of them charge the entire first month's rent. But regardless, it's pay to play and you can fill those beds pretty easily through placement agents amongst many other marketing tools. And and what's the average stay of a senior? Three and a half years. Oh, that's pretty decent. Yes. Yeah, that's pretty decent, you know, because I mean, there's gotta be some people are going to be mid dicks who want to, you know, move out quickly. Other people stay six years, you know, they love it uh, and all that. So um, what would investors, how do people get a hold of you if they were interested in learning more um, you know, because again, you know, if you can 
basically come out with about 180,000 or so a year, that's uh, that's not a big mezzo ball. That's pretty good, actually. Yes, especially on just one of these homes. And I like to teach people how to scale. So that's really important. Uh, the place to find more information about what we do is ral101.com. That's a really great website to get started. There's a bunch of things that are you know made available to your listeners there, whether it's a webinar, a book download for them. They can schedule a call with me or one of the team members. But ral101.com is a great place to lock in for some more information. Okay, because I got to think that there are going to be a number of investors who are going to be saying, you know what, this is very interesting, but I don't want to do all the legwork. If they wanted to just be a passive investor, is that something you can help them with also? It is something we can help them with. Okay. It's It looks different in every single deal, but a lot of the people who come to our training, they want to own the real estate and operate the business or own the real estate and partner with someone who wants to operate the business. Yeah. So it just depends. We're teaching every angle of this. You know, a lot of people assume this is going to be highly active, but with the three homes I own, I visit them every other month and I have one phone call a week. That's pretty passive for three properties that are bringing me in over 10 grand a month. So I don't I I don't ever want people to be like, I don't want to do anything. I want to be super passive because it's like you don't know until, you know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I I guess mostly I would think the phone calls are going to be with the attendants who, you know, it's with the licensed administrator who's running all the day to day. Yeah, no, but it definitely sounds like a, 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 a futuristic type of place. I know that there was a time when like, you know, when COVID hit, people were scared. And so they just had their parents maybe living with them. Uh, But that probably has changed, I would think. For us, COVID was amazing because it shined a light on the terrible things that happen in big facilities and it exposed them. The rats ran out. And so there's a lot of people who ripped their loved ones out of those homes and begged to come into our doors. 30,000 RAL homes exist across the country today. And we had waiting lists out the wazoo because... People were seeing what was happening and what regulations were being imposed on them that weren't being imposed on us. It was much easier to keep our seniors safe and around the same people. And, you know, it it was a totally different experience. So it was wonderful for us. Now, the 4,500 a month, I mean, it's, you know, it's a lot, but these people are generally going to be at least receiving Social Security. So that'll help pay for part of it, you know, because they'll just use some, they'll use some of their Social Security, right? Because you know, where else are they going to come up with 4,500 a month? Most people pay through long-term care insurance, VA benefits, Medicare. They use their own cash, their IRAs, their savings, or they sell their own physical property and use that money to pay for their care needs. And then there's the last category who let their adult children figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be surprised. That's about 95% of people who, who put it on their adult kids. So it's a big deal. So if your listeners have senior loved ones in their life, who they're the wealthy ones in their family and they have a feeling that their senior is going to put it all on them, it may be more important than ever to open their own home where their loved one could live for free and they could be cash flowing. Yeah. I I mean, the thing that's really cool about it is I can really see the demand there. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's not like you're selling buggy whips, you know, and then you have to convince people, oh, you need a buggy whip. You know, this is something that I think most people realize people are getting older uh, especially if they're if they have long term insurance, I mean, this is exactly what it's for. Yep, right? exactly. Yeah, that that works out great. 
Well, thank you so much. Uh, we're gonna let's let's uh, continue on here. Um, so, Pacific Private Money uh, is our one of our is our main sponsor, and they provide mortgage investments currently yielding as low as six percent, as high as nine percent. The cool thing is is that the fund that they are really promoting now, which has the biggest demand for their product, is yielding anywhere from seven to nine percent. Now the catch, it, there's two catches. One, the minimum investment's 250,000. Second catch is you have to be an accredited investor, meaning you have to have a net worth exclusive of your home of a million dollars, or you have to make 200,000 a year if you're single, 300,000 if you're married. The best part about this is that even though the documents specifically say, like all documents in these types of funds, that it's a one year hold, there's no penalty for early withdrawal as long as you give just 30 days notice. So effectively, it's very similar to a money market account. Uh, you just can't write checks on it and you just have to give 30 days notice. So a lot of people really like that fund because it's called the Freedom Fund because it, a lot of people are, you know, they've sold real estate and they're, they're looking for their next investment. Well, I would rather park it in the Freedom Fund at 7 9%. The reason I say that is because if you put in half a million dollars, you get 8% and at a million, you get 9%. You know, where else can you get liquid money uh, accounts where if you need the money, you just give 30 days notice and boom, you get your, your principal back and it pays monthly. So uh, you can either take out, take the check monthly or you can reinvest it for a compounded yield. Uh, the way you get a hold of them is pacificprivatemoney.com. They can all be also be reached at 415-883-2150. We're going to go to our last commercial break. We already asked our trivia questions, but uh, stay with us, Isabel, because maybe we'll just ask you some more questions about the assisted living. And uh, don't touch that dial, audience. The Best of Investing will be back with some closing comments. You're listening to The Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. For more information, visit bestofinvesting.com. More in a moment on 860 AM, The Answer. You're listening to The Best of Investing on 860 AM, The Answer. Once again, your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to The Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with my special guest, Isabel Garino-Smith. We didn't have a trivia question, but uh, now, Isabel, uh, we were talking off air. Uh, the way you make your money is by the education side. So yes, uh, what does that cost? Yes. So our three-day training program is 4,997 and our online home study course is 1,497. Both of those courses are basically step-by-step -step how to start own and operate your very own home. Okay. Yeah. Because I, I got to think that the average person might think that this is a good idea, but doesn't know where to start. Yep. And that's why the education is so important. Because unfortunately, a lot of people these days have that YouTube university mentality where they want to DIY everything on their own. Yeah. And this isn't really an industry that you should go into without an expert by your side, because there's so many mistakes to be made. Um, you know, yeah. these are people's lives and this is creating a business. You're employing people, you're getting licensed through the state. This is a big deal. It's not just a real estate play. It's a business. So if I want to save money, just, just giving them three meals a day of cold cereal, that's not going to work, huh? <laughs> it not. will not work. And you will uh, probably okay. get so the, shut uh, down. <laughs> no seconds for you. You've had enough. Okay. Oh my God. So, um, 
the three day one uh, seminar is that yeah. uh, people fly to wherever or where, where do they? Yeah, in Phoenix, up? Arizona, we host it. Everyone who teaches and trains with me was past students who sat in the class implemented what we taught. They went out, opened their own homes, and they're back to teach and train more people to do exactly the same. Our mission is to positively impact 10 million people through residential assisted living. So hosting these trainings is a great opportunity to teach people how to open more homes so we can change the face of senior housing. Well, that's really cool. I mean, it's very altruistic, uh, you know, and and potentially profitable. Uh, How much experience do you think people need in either real estate or you know, I mean, probably not home. You're not going to get too many people who are experienced in home care. But what what kind of basic experience do you think that people would need ahead of time? Great question. I've had people who have owned hundreds of apartments, thousands of doors, right? They come to me with portfolios of like all sorts of crazy stuff. They've owned all these businesses and they still come to learn. And then I've also had one of our most successful students. He was 22 years old when he came to us, never went to college. He worked in construction. And he owns and operates three care homes and he's cash flowing 50 grand a month right now. So it totally ranges. I think the number one thing that I look for in successful people is grit. It has nothing to do with your experience. It has all to do with, are you willing to get hit in the face, get back up and do it again? Well, because you got to find the right house too. I mean, unless you're going to build it, you got to, you know, and then that's got to be some bunch of regulations here in California. But uh, what's the minimum investment that somebody generally would need? Yeah, so it totally ranges on those four factors and then where in the country they are. But like I said earlier, I've seen some of our students in for 300K, upwards of 3 million. But okay. most of my students don't use any of their own capital. We we kind of highly discourage using your own money. So where, where do they get it from family and friends or? Private money, hard money, syndication, mostly SBA. SBA is extremely friendly to this. The SBA though, usually you have to, uh, you have to, oh, you have to own, but you have to operate 50. I guess, I guess in technically, yeah, you're, you're hundred percent in there, even though you don't live there. Yeah. 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 That does make sense actually. Yeah. Cause um, they own the real estate and own and operate the business as well. Yeah, that's right. Very, very interesting. Um, okay. Again, give out your information one more time and then we're going to go to our thoughts for the day. There we go. You can find more information about us at ral101.com. And if you're on social media, feel free to follow us at RAL Academy on any of the fun things. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, we're there. All right. Isabel, thank you again. And here we go with our thoughts for the day. So my wife just found out I replaced our bed with a trampoline. (laughs) She hit the roof. And uh, apparently I snore so loudly, it scares everyone in the car I'm driving. I I don't get it. Okay. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to the best of investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, Call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for the best of investing on 860 AM. 
The Answer. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which we believe are reliable, but we do not warrant or guarantee the timeliness or accuracy of this information. Nothing in this broadcast should be interpreted to state or imply that past results are an indication of future performance. There are no warranties expressed or implied as to accuracy, completeness, or results obtained from this broadcast. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.